welcome to Chatterbox, your one-stop shop for all things new on TV. I'm Sarah Morgan. I developed square eyes as a child and so was duty-bound to spend my entire adult life as a TV and film critic who loves crime dramas, Doctor Who and Clint Eastwood. Joining me are Chris Daniel. Hi, my name is Chris. During the day I'm a media listings editor and I spend my time writing, checking and changing things for sport channels. And by night I like to spend my time watching lots of American sports programmes, lots of American TV shows and lots and lots of things about politics. And Roger Crowe. Hello, I'm Roger. I've been writing about TV and film for nearly 30 years and I once had a cameo in Coronation Street. This week we're going to take a look at programmes and free-to-air films that are available from week commencing Saturday 14th of December. And I'm rather relieved to say that it's, it's looking up because the last time we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago... This is kind of, it's obviously not Christmas week yet, but it's getting, it's moving in that direction, so yeah, it's sure. sort of broadcasters are kind of building up to it a little bit. Yeah. So with that in mind, we'll kick off with my highlight of the week, probably not you two's, but it's uh, the final of Strictly Come Dancing on Saturday Yay. on BBC One at 7.05pm, and Roger's doing his best to sound enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, I have watched quite a lot of this uh, series, to be fair, but only because uh, I'm a bit obsessed with watching it while uh, making uh, funny comments on Twitter <laughs> and uh, adding comedy gifts and seeing how many thousands of hits or hundreds of hits or dozens of hits I can get. But that's the only reason. I'm not really bothered about any of the dancers. Uh, you know, it's entertaining enough. Well, I am bothered, and if Kelvin Fletcher and his partner Otto Mabuse don't win, I might have a little. He cry. is. He is very good. He's absolutely extraordinary because um, what we shouldn't forget, and what we actually we haven't been allowed to forget, is that he was a last-minute replacement yeah. for Jamie Lang, who uh, was yeah. injured mm. and did appear in the launch show. In fact, he injured himself during the launch. That seems like ages. Yeah, he does. Mm. Well, I suppose it's three months more or less, isn't it? Mm. Um, so Kelvin came in at the last minute and his snake hips have uh, won thousands of millions <laughs> of fans even across the nation yeah. um, which is fair enough really and I think it's also that sort of he's got a, a kind of everyman charm about him he's not a, a typically showbizy sort of a person mm. he's a down to earth Oldham lad So I went to the set in Emmerdale about 10 years ago and uh, I think he thought I was after the dirt because uh, he treated me like something he'd found on the bottom of his shoe. So I've never really been ma- massively keen on him since then. <laughs> so it's not <laughs> but, the other then. <laughs> but, but having said that, he's obviously the best guy in the in the uh, competition. So uh, if he wins fair play to him, he, he deserves it. He's up against um, EastEnders star Emma Barton, who's with Anton de Beck, and Karim Zerowal, who's a sort of CBBC presenter, and his partner Amy Dowling. Oh, right, okay. How is the winner decided? Is it by public vote? Yes, it is. The judges can sort of advise and they mm. still give scores, but in the final, their scores don't count for anything. Right. It, it is just, they're purely in an advisory capacity. Well, if the general public's involved, I'm sure the wrong person will win because if we've learned anything <laughs> over the last few years, it's like the general public are idiots and shouldn't be allowed to give <laughs> well, their opinion on anything. Well, yeah. Controversial yeah. As, as we'll find out again later this week. <laughs> I, I find it hard to believe you're not a massive fan of this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kelvin hasn't been in the dance off yet, so I reckon I reckon he's got it nailed on. I'll be oh, yeah. shocked if he doesn't. Uh, I, I absolutely agree. I think um, it's a bit like uh, celebrity. I didn't bother watching the finale of celebrity for the first time in about ten years, but uh, Jacqueline Joss had it in the back, and I think I get the same feeling about Kelvin really. Yeah. So that's Strictly Come Dancing the final. That's on Saturday, 
on BBC One at 7.05pm. Also on Saturday night, the uh, BBC Two from 9.10pm sort of becomes the Rod Stewart channel, very <laughs> uh, weirdly. Um, it's the first pro there are three programs showing back to back the first one is called real stories and he, he talks to Dermot O'Leary about his life um, and his career mm. basically and then after that there's another chance to see um, a 2013 imagine documentary about him oh, right. and then after mm. that there's Rod Stewart live at Hyde Park I presume it's all tying in with the release of his new album, oh, yeah. um, You're In My Heart, in which he performs alongside the Royal Philharmonic Oh, uh, okay. Orchestra. Oh, that should be quite good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's always good value in Rod Stewart, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a guy. I, uh, you know, I've always been okay with him. I've never been like a massive fan or anything. Um, and then I saw him about two or three years ago uh, when he did local gig, I got free tickets. Mm. And it was one of the best gigs I've ever seen. I mean, my goodness, the guy was about 65 at the time. And, it, you know, more energy than a guy half his age. Yeah. And, and Love It, he did a track called Love Is, which I'll ne probably never find on a best of. But it's one of my favourite tracks of the decade. It's like a bit Celtic, and it's a really cool track. So yeah, fair play to him. I, I don't mind him. I like his, you know, like a lot of people, I like his early seventy stuff, but not really much. Yeah. After that, and, mm -hmm. and I don't think the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra album really for me. But like you say, he himself is always an entertainer. He is, um, yeah. Doing the thing I like him most for. You'll probably see this yourself when he turned up to do the Scottish Cup draw one year, and um, he'd had a few too many shandies. <laughs> 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 It didn't go as they intended, but it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I remember him being on a TV show at some point in the past, and they were looking at his house, and he had a massive pad with yeah. huge housing grounds. And he actually had a full size football pitch in his yeah, back garden. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's well, a huge you, you, fans, you yeah. <laughs> So it does seem alright. I, I quite like him. I don't know too much about his music, it's a little bit before yeah. my time, but um, yeah, I like him. So. It's not that much before your time, Chris. No. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was born in 1980. Oh, it's white for your time. Yeah. Sorry. It's actually before my time, I just yeah. want to put in there. But anyway. I tend to think everyone's the same age as me. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's Rod Stewart, Real Stories, on Saturday on BBC2 at 9.10pm. And this one, I think, is more in your line, Chris. It's Sports Personality of the Year, which is on Sunday on BBC1 at 7pm. Technically, it's more my kind of thing, but <laughs> I really don't like this program. Do you not? I haven't watched oh, it for right. years and years and okay. years. No, and again, it, I think it's because the general public is involved and uh, just has to <laughs> vote on the winner and they always end up voting for someone who I don't think should really win it. Although this year, this it, year surely it's is, got to be Ben Stokes, hasn't it? Be. If they don't give it to Ben Stokes, then they should just cancel the show. Yeah, the I, I think if, the, if he doesn't win it, um, mm. all credibility for the programme goes Absolutely. Yeah. So in fact, they could probably condense this down from two, three, four hours or however long it is and just have Five it after ten minutes. minutes. Ben, yeah. here you are. Yeah, here are the runners up. Ben, here's a trophy. <laughs> See you all next year. <laughs> He's not even, he won't even be in the country, will he, anyway? Um, they're, I think they're in between tours at the moment, they? but unless they do go out to South This is cricket, form, by the way. It is cricket. They're just assuming that people know, but yeah. Not a clue, not a clue. So they've just lost a test series against New Zealand. They have, yeah. They and play I, South Africa I think short. South Africa starts maybe Boxing Day, so they probably do have to go out there at the point when this is live right. as well, so they probably won't be there. So we want those amusing can you satellite answer, link. Can you answer me a question? Why are sports people so boring? There are not that many. Wow. Yeah. And even though it's called sports personality, the you're, term, trying, you're, trying to you're trying to say Muhammad Ali is boring. God, no. <laughs> no. Or George Best. No, not at all. <laughs> most, I'm not saying all of them, I'm just saying most of them. 
So the other thing though, because this is called sports personality, and when Andy Murray won it a few years ago, everyone was saying, oh, why is he won it it's so boring? Yeah, but if yeah. you look up the de- dictionary definition of personality, it's not just about someone who's fun and entertaining, there's yeah. another definition as well. So. Besides, I would argue that actually Andy Murray is really entertaining. He is. He, yeah. He's got that kind of Dower Scott demeanour, but he's mm. really sharp, very dry. He's really kind sharp. of like the Pet Shop Boys, where he's not playing the game, and by not playing the game, he's quite entertaining in, in that process, I think. I don't think I'd like him to pay shot by <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got curly hair like Neil Tennant once but apart from that. Yeah. So, but I mean, in this year's, who should be the other runners and riders? Um, so, obviously, Ben Stokes is going to win, but I mean, Lewis Hamilton, I suppose. For well, I, I just so that it really is boring because yeah. that is just every year, and I can't stand Formula One anyway. No. Um, Dina Rasher Smith, the sprinter, is the, is the only one who, no pun intended, might run in close. Oh, there you go. Well, um, <laughs> there's also the heptathlete Katarina Johnson Thompson, who ought to win it just because of her name. Yeah, Absolutely. she yeah. did do really well, didn't she? Brittany. Uh, the record yeah. score at the World Athletics Championships, I think. Yeah. So, even better than Jessica Ennis Hill. Uh, Rugby Union star Alan Wynne Jones, uh, Manchester City's Raheem Sterling. No, they always have a token footballer who doesn't deserve yeah. it, so <laughs> just go yeah. away. <laughs> but apart from that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also the other awards that everybody forgets, like Coach of the Year and Team of the Year and Overseas Personality and things mm. like that. I have no idea who's in the running for. No, me neither. So I, I, mean, I suppose one thing the show is good for, it does give you a really good review of the year, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. it tends to look at sport by sport and see what happened and what all the major things were that were happening. But just, I don't know, like I said, the general public is asked to vote on something and they just can't be trusted. <laughs> 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 well, it's from Aberdeen this year um, and I've forgotten that rugby player's name, the gay rugby player. Uh, should remember him because he's on all the time Thomas. everywhere, isn't he? Gareth Thomas. Gareth Thomas. Yeah. He's Usually you can't turn on your TV without missing him. So. <laughs> he's currently cycling to Aberdeen from Cardiff. Right. Oh, really? Uh, in this Yeah, raising money for charity. Right. He's, got, he's got the trophy with him. The idea is that he hands it over uh, on the night. So that's it. So if he doesn't fall off then. Yeah. 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 So I don't really know how that works because. He, he obviously can't present it if it is Ben if Stokes. We're assuming it is Ben Stokes. He can't present the real yeah. campaign. So. No, it's got to be Ben Stokes. It's got to surely yeah. yes. Anyway, now that we've decided it is definitely Ben yeah. Stokes. Yeah, interesting. Ben Stokes win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> his sports personality of the year on Sunday on BBC One at seven pm. Right, back to dramas then. There's a couple of new ones starting on Monday, both at nine pm. The first one, Responsible Child, which is on BBC Two. And this is a, a sort of true life drama about a boy, ten year old, uh, sorry, twelve year old boy who um, had to stand trial for murder alongside his older brother because the age of criminal responsibility in this country is ten. So mm-hmm. he, he ended up in an adult court, um, and they they killed their uh, stepfather, their abusive stepfather. Right. So quite interesting. I, I suppose it's it's going to be looking at whether we should put children on trial in that way and, yeah, and yeah. Just, I, think, I think the idea is you see it through his eyes and how frightening sure, yeah. that is because he's still you know he's 12 years old and yeah mm-hmm. he, he may have committed a violent crime but he's you know he's still a, a little boy and mm-hmm. also don't yeah, yeah. they have actually been advertising on BBC this week and it looks very good mm-hmm. Cass is looking pretty impressive Are you, as well. Um, Billy Barrett plays a little boy, but Michelle Fairley 
and Tom Burke and oh, right. um, Cameron uh, Strike. Strike. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Michelle Fairley is fantastic. Yeah, she was Catelyn Stark in Game of Thrones. She was. Yeah, which she's, she's, she's been in lots of other things. <laughs> <laughs> she, was yeah. in, she was in Suits as well, wasn't she, I think, with Meghan Markle. She, oh. she tends to be one of those actresses that you see in things and go, oh yeah, it's her from such and such thing, but yeah. without necessarily knowing her name, I think. Yeah. See, everyone else will say, ah, it's that lady from Game of Thrones, but you just go, no, dear, because you've no. never watched it. No. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> oh, she was magnificent at that. Yeah. She was plugging the suits a few years ago, so I, I got the chance to have a chat with her about Game of Thrones and a little bit about suits, because I wasn't bothered about suits, but I was very bothered about Game of Thrones. Wasn't she in the final series of 24, which came back and did like a she special was. Part, wasn't um, Was it the one in mm. London, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Good point, well made. Mm. Which, why wasn't it called 10? Uh, it did have another sort of name, didn't it? I was, did, was, was going to say Die Another Day, but it's not it, right. It was uh, Tom Parter as I remember mm. and then they went uh, in the last five minutes they went 12 hours later <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a con <laughs> but it was still a good show mm. anyway she plays the mum in this and it is Responsible Child on Monday on BBC2 at 9pm and the second drama starting at the same time is Sticks and Stones on ITV now this runs it's a three part and it runs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and it's from it's inspired by a play by Mike Bartlett who created Dr. Foster. Oh yeah. And it's about uh, bullying in yeah. the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's about this sales associate and he, he faints during the pitch and his life kind of unravels from yeah. there onwards. Mm-hmm. So it sounds it sounds a little bit harrowing actually. I think if anyone's seen ITV at all in the last fortnight, <laughs> they'll have seen an advert for this probably every fifteen minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying they've been saturating it, but no. my goodness. I don't watch a lot of ITV these days, but every time I put the telly on on ITV this advert seems to be on. I'm not saying it's not very good. Mm-hmm. It could be fantastic, but you know. They don't need to plug it at all. It looks a little bit over the top for me from the adverts, yeah. actually. Yeah. I'm not sure about it, to be honest. But I think ITV are plugging it so much because of the Dr. Foster link, and obviously that's a, a massive yeah. hit. Um, and also because I don't think they've really had a drama on for, I do feel as if they've had a drama on for quite some time. Well, it makes a challenge from Psycho Boyfriend dramas, which usually sort of populate uh, Monday nights yeah. on uh, ITV. Psycho and Colleague dramas. Yeah, I'm sure, come the, you know, once the year kicks in properly, they'll go back to the old Psycho Boyfriend dramas. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, again, the main character isn't played by anybody that I'd heard of before. His name's Ken Russell. Um, but the sporting cast is good Ben Miller, Alexander, Alexandra Roach and Suzanne Fielding Fair enough. so that's Sticks and Stones Monday to Wednesday ITV at 9pm so we move on now to the free to air films and I've got a feeling that you two would better just talk about this first one really. Oh, right, okay. Because I don't really have anything to say about Rogue One, the Star Wars story oh, come which on. premieres on Saturday on ITV at 7.30 Have you seen yeah. it? No, am I likely to see it? No. That's fair enough. I don't like Star Wars. Oh, it's it's like being sports personality. There's no way I'm going to go near sports personality, so I'm not going to sort of try and persuade you to watch it. But if anyone hasn't seen it and is vaguely interested in Star Wars, for me, this is one of the best in the saga. I agree. Mm. It's fantastic. It is really good. And uh, I didn't go in with much expectations, really. I thought, you know, the idea of a spin off or a standalone or a side call whatever you want to call it, it just thought, oh, it's, you know, Disney making a few quid. But fair play to them. I think the fact it's Gareth Edwards, isn't it, the director? It is, yes. 
And he was, uh, you know, he was uh, on his 30th birthday, I think. He went to where they shot the original Star Wars in Tunisia. And by the age of 40, he was making Star Wars. And um, his approach to it is phenomenal. I mean, he, he handles it almost like this sort of gritty Middle East thriller in places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a real hard, ed- flinty edge to it. And the casting is fantastic as well. Because I think one of the best things about it is it has that retro vibe. So there are scenes towards the end when you've got um, you know the generals and stuff planning their attack, which is kind of Star Wars by numbers. But they look like they they were shooting it in the summer of seventy six, like yeah. the original. Mm. And that's you know one of the many bonuses to it. The other fact is the fact uh, Felicity Jones is superb in it. She's Gina Erso, who's the uh, daughter of this. Uh, he's essentially like a kidnapped uh, scientist that designs the Death Star weapon. Mm. And the whole the whole premise of this is uh, spun off from a, a, a line in the opening crawl from the original Star Wars. Um, and you know you're thinking, well, how good is it going to be based on that slender thread? And they do a magnificent job. And uh, there's also a thing that you might be interested in, Sarah, which is. Um, if you're a fan of Peter Cushing, then I think well, you are. Well, I am a massive Peter Cushing fan, yeah. So um, there's a sort of cameo, glorified cameo, right. from Peter Cushing in inverted commas. It's a long film to watch, though, just to watch, <laughs> just to look out well, True. somebody I, pretending to be Peter in, Cushing. In which case, I'll tune in halfway through. Right. Um, okay. And I've got a feeling they're repeating this like a day later. Yes, they are. It's on a Sunday. Which is think. rare that they do that, so they're obviously paying a packet for it. They're getting so, their money's worth, that's yeah, true. They certainly yeah. are. And the last 10 minutes, for my money, is some of the most exciting I've ever seen in any film. Mm. Um, so, including the original Star Wars. In fact, I'd say it's the most exciting film since the original Empire Strikes Back. It is Although I love Force Awakens. Yeah, I, I, I think Force Awakens probably tops it for me, but this is yeah. a very close second. Yeah. It's certainly better than Solo, the, uh, the Star Wars film. And, it, that and it's later. light years ahead of Last Jedi. Yeah, which I didn't like very much. No, either. But this is generally very entertaining, very well done. And to say that it's all spun off, like I say, just from one line yeah. about how to get the plans for the Death Star is absolutely fantastic. It's great special effects. Mm. There's, a, there's a little scene towards the end which segues into A New Hope, which they should have left on the printer room floor, but never mind. Uh, just thrilling and good soundtrack as well, really good score. So yeah, mm. if, uh, if you look at good soundtracks, then uh, I've listened to that one. There's a really amusing droid in this one as well, isn't there? Oh, KCSO. Yeah, brilliant. yeah. Played by Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's magnificent and slips straight into the canon, if you like, of uh, the Star Wars canon. Some films don't quite work and they feel a bit, you know, like they've wandered in from a, another galaxy, but this feels definitely part of the canon. So, yeah, give it a look. Mm. Okie dokie, that's Rogue One. That's on Saturday on ITV at 7.30 pm. Later that evening, we've got a film that I am well aware of and I have seen and I do like, and that's Logan. And that's on Channel 4 at 9.10pm, also a terrestrial TV premiere. So this is the last time that Hugh Jackman will play well, for now. Wolverine, or so he says. Yeah, <laughs> until I throw lots and lots of money at him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his rest of his career dries up. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's set slightly in the future, and Wolverine slash Logan, to give him his real name. No pun intended on the slash. <laughs> <laughs> He's... Um, He's now sort of old and he's taking care of uh, Professor X, who's a little bit tired and decrepit. So I think he's got dementia or something. Yeah, or it's yeah, like a play on yeah. dementia, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, and he's not really interested, Logan, this is, he's not really interested in dealing with the outside world so much. But then 
into their lives comes this uh, young mutant who needs help, she's been followed by this horrible organisation and, and whatnot, and um, chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And it is fantastic. It is a really great film. Brilliant film, yeah. Not really a typical superhero type thing, really. So if you're not a superhero film fan, you probably get something from this because it's it's it is very gritty and mm. yeah. as realistic as that kind of genre can be, I would say. I think it's worth saying as well if you've got children who've seen the X Men movies, this is not for them. This is not for them. No, There's not nothing glossy about it or throwaway in the slightest. No. They released a black and white version. They did, didn't they? Logan Noir. I saw a bit of it, mm. it was very good. Mm, I haven't um, seen that. I'd like yeah. to see that. I think Sky were shown it a few years ago, well, a year or so ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's look. Mm. But uh, it's beautifully put together, great script, fantastic cast, and uh, Steve Merchant as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, not quite. Great dramatic role, you know, playing um, it straight. And the young mutant, we should point out, is played by Daphne Keane, who's in from, uh, who's from The Kids Without Materials. Right, which I, the penny didn't drop until you just mentioned it. Yeah, I, I, I vaguely knew the name, and then uh, you know, considering I've been watching that the last few weeks, I didn't suss that at all. Well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, Richard E. Grant's in it as well as a villain. Uh, yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Who's yeah. in yeah. the Star Wars films? So it all comes full circle, doesn't it? It does indeed. I think they should do a musical version and call it the Greatest Logan. <laughs> Tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's Logan. That's on Saturday on Channel Four at nine ten p.m. Uh, on Sunday night on BBC Two at 9pm there's another premiere you can tell it is getting close to Christmas mm-hmm. uh, Borg versus McEnroe which is about the rivalry between Beyond Borg and John McEnroe during the 1980 Wimbledon tournament Yeah. Um, which I think is probably going to be quite interesting I really like John McEnroe I think he's great I'm a big fan of his so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what Shia LaBeouf does with his performance. Have you seen this, Chris? No, you just said Shia LaBeouf then. Yeah, I know, I know, but he's he's kind of the right sort of a person, I think, to play. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I have seen five minutes of this. I mean, I I can't stand tennis movies on the whole. None of them work, really. Wimbledon wasn't bad, but... um, Strangers on a train. LaBeouf has been getting rave reviews for his new film because I think he's written and directed it. Is it Honey Boy? Um, it's sort of semi-autobiographical. So a lot of naysayers about Shia LaBeouf have kind of reversed their opinion in recent days. So I think you'll get a lot of uh, interest in this, uh, in this film off the back of that. But I probably won't bother. <laughs> After all that. Right. Playing Borg is an Icelandic actor called Sverre Gudnason. Who uh, he was Michael Blomqvist in the Girl in the Spider's Web. Oh, okay, which I quite enjoyed, and that also featured Steve Merchant. Oh, crikey! There you go. Six degrees of separation all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So that's Borg versus McEnroe on Sunday on BBC Two at nine pm. Then on Wednesday, on Film Four at night, also at nine pm, we've got Hampstead, which, believe it or not, is inspired by a true story of a guy called Harry Hallows. Who he was thrown out of his uh, council flat and he set up home on Hampstead Heath in 1987, I think, and he was there for such a long time that he ended up being legally able to call the place his, this part of it his own. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, it's not 
Um, it's certainly not a strict biopic, but it is inspired by his story. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Brendan Gleeson plays the character that's based on him. Always good value for money. Always. Yeah. Uh, and strangely, Diane Keaton is in it as an American really? widow. Fantastic. Yeah, Did an American widow kind of helps this guy when uh, developers come to take him off the land. Mm-hmm. So it's also got a really good supporting cast, British cast, Leslie Manville. Jason Watkins, Phil Davis, Simon Callow and Rosalind Ayres are in it, and James Norton wow, as well. Just awesome, what an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it's directed by Joel Hopkins, who um, he made a film that I really like, but probably nobody else has seen. Last Chance, Chance, Chance Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, yeah, I really like that film, it's great. Yeah. So I'm, quite, I'm kind of looking forward to this, aren't I, Billy? I've not even heard of it before. I remember it coming out, it was mm-hmm. one of those things that it maybe got a it's showing in a couple of cinemas yeah, West London, yeah. probably in Hampstead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it come out about two years ago? And I think it only came out about six weeks ago or something in the States. Which yeah, is a bit it's weird. kind of a weird. And it made about $10 and then just vanished in the States. Yeah. But, you know, that's true of a lot of great films. I mean, with a cast like that, you know, Jason Watkins, who for me gave one of the best performances of the year in The Queen on Netflix. Crown. Crown, Because <laughs> it's obviously from the, the, same, the same sort of DNA as the, the Queen's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a Peter Morgan show, uh, film, uh, isn't it? Yeah. The Spawn of Crown, essentially. <laughs> um, as Harold Wilson, he was fantastic in it. So, you know, that's, uh, that'd be well worth a look, I think. Yeah, definitely. So that's Hampstead. That's on Wednesday on Film 4 at 9pm. And last but by no means least, a proper classic, this one. This is The Bishop's Wife on Friday on BBC 2 at 3.30pm. It's a, a real sort of festive favourite, this, I would say. It's got probably the two most charming actors ever to work in Hollywood in it, and that's Cary Grant and David Niven, who, oh, could, who could carry movies on their own charisma, despite, you know, even if the script was terrible. So David Niven plays a bishop, and he's wanting to build a new cathedral. Cary Grant is a, a, an angel who comes and lends him a hand, but David Niven's character starts to worry that his wife is getting a little bit too close okay. to this newcomer. So it's, it's all very silly, um, but it's just one of those nice kind of heartwarming films, and it's perfect for this time of year, kind of a cold cold Friday afternoon, put that on with a coffee, yeah, you'll be smiling by the end of it. Okay, cool. But what, is in, what, I always interest, what I always think is interesting about this is that you could have swapped the actors over mm. and it would have been equally as successful. So Niven could have played the angel and Grant could have played the bishop because yeah. they are kind of similar personas in a way in that they, they are very reliant on their personal charm. Yeah, right. okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Where is that on the end, that's on That's The Bishop's Wife and it's on Friday on BBC Two at 3.30. Not talking pictures? Not talking pictures. No talking pictures. When you were coming to the final one, I thought this is going to be talking pictures as well. We've gone through the whole podcast and we've not mentioned talking pictures once until now. So. I know. That's, how weird is that? It's almost like a curse. We're slipping. We're slipping. It'll be back next week. I'm sure. So that's it anyway from us. So thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Morgan. I'm Chris Daniel. And I've been Roger Crowe. Bye. 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 Bye.